Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. Michael Neuenschwander, he is a show regular, a personal favorite, uh, a listener favorite. We get lost in great feedback every time he's on the program. Uh, he is uh, really one of the true holistic financial advisors out there, which frankly are very hard to find. Um, a lot of people out there are in the selling of products, and that's pretty much it. Uh, they don't understand the holistic approach. Um, you know, and, and by the way, he was on uh, recently talking about uh, tax implications that no accountant talks about. <laughs> I mean, guys who just do accounting, they don't talk about it. And, and it was a fascinating conversation. And so I love the fact that it's really rubber meets the road, very holistic, puts the entire financial position uh, of uh, people in consideration, and it's so needed. And so with all that's been going on with crypto, I wanted to have a conversation with him um, about cryptocurrency and really some of the lesson, lessons around investing that can come from that. Uh, before we do that, though, Michael, real quickly, a little more about your firm and also how people can learn more about it, the website. Uh, thanks, Kevin. Always great to be on the show. So, yes, uh, my company, uh, Outlook Wealth Advisors, we are a uh, holistic financial advisory firm, but to, to, in terms of what that means, you know, we, we address not just the investments, but also making sure you've got you, you, all your bases covered when it comes to you know, a plan for the medical side, you know, a plan for the estate, uh, tying in both income as well as your investments. And, you know, as you mentioned, the, unfortunately, the topic we can, can't ever truly get away from, you know, how do taxes impact all of the above, you know, as well. And so uh, that's what we help uh, families and clients with. And so uh, you could always find us at outlookwealth.com. Yep, I think people should too. Let's talk about this cryptocurrency situation, which really has been an incredible meltdown. Uh, as you, I think you know, Cody Willard, formerly from CNBC and Fox Business, he's on our show uh, every other week, and uh, you know, and he's he's big into crypto. But you know, as you've pointed out, <laughs> put all your eggs in one basket. He certainly doesn't do that. Um, but there's a lot of frustration among those in uh, in the cryptocurrency space, which is perceived to be all Wild West, but most of those in the industry or uh, in that investment space, they don't want to be Wild West because they know it's hard to get credible um, clients and to, and to keep it working long term because there's no protections. And he argues that there's an enormous amount of law that already exists that can apply to anything financial that isn't being applied to crypto, which is troubling to him and I think should be to anyone who invests in that space. And it's almost like they don't want it to uh, succeed, they being uh, those who uh, regulate it. Yeah, and, and obviously regulation is back to the big issue, which you, you pointed out too, is that there's plenty of regulations on the books. You know, frankly, they just need to be enforced, maybe updated a little bit. But you know, you don't have to rewrite, you know, the entire rule book to at least bring some regulation, you know, into the industry. And and obviously, what we've seen here transpire over the last couple of weeks, you know, it's it's not just you know a crypto issue. I mean, really, really, we can come back to it. It's issues of fraud. It's issues of you know poor financial management from a business perspective. And you know, to to put it bluntly, while uh, while you may have had a couple of experts that were experts on the crypto side, they never should have been running a company of that size. And certainly, uh, certainly not all the intermingling, you know, between all of the different entities that you can say largely existed on paper more so than uh, 
more so than real business entities. Yep, absolutely. FTX being apparently a very good example of that. Uh, it's incredible to see the downfall of uh, that particular uh, business. And a lot of it seems to point to the management, which the new management is saying, this thing was essentially not being managed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's never a good sign when the, when the new CEO says, there's no, no management going on here. Uh, oops, we misplaced a billion dollars. <laughs> Like, a billion? Yeah. Uh, I can worry about a couple hundred bucks, but a billion? I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. So it definitely points to, again, you know, that there's some need for some regulation and oversight. And as you said, I think the the good players you know, in the industry actually welcome it. You know, they're not a, they're not afraid of it. They want it to be, you know, obviously a regulation that makes sense, which uh, frankly can be hard to come by from the government. So I can uh, certainly understand that, being that uh, being that I'm in the financial business, and we, there's a lot of regulations we have to abide by that. Uh, that still is based in the 1940s because that's where the Securities Act you know was last updated, and so uh, there's quite a bit you know that uh, technology has moved well beyond what uh, what the SEC and the securities regulators have have written on the books, and and you know admittedly they're trying to update it, but they're probably always going to be 20 years behind you know the way business actually works, and so uh, yeah that unfortunately is a fact of life. <laughs> so. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about a little bit about what some people should have in mind when it comes to investing in light of what we're learning here. So, you know, and you mentioned during the break uh, to me, uh, Warren Buffett, who has always had a raised eyebrow. And if you look at Warren Buffett, he kind of always has a raised eyebrow anyway. So, <laughs> but even more so, uh, he, uh, more profoundly, uh, when you look at uh, what what's uh, going on with crypto, he's never liked crypto. He's been critical of crypto, uh, you know, and, and a lot of crypto fans are like, yeah, that's a generational thing, uh, you know, but he's big on it. If, if he doesn't understand it, he's not touching it. And, in fact, if he's not enthusiastic about it, he won't invest. That's, that's like golden principles for him. Uh, talk a little bit about, about you know, uh, Buffett's concerns and why it seems to be panning out to be true. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a few things that Buffett says that definitely all investors can, can pay attention to, whether you uh, whether you share his opinion specifically on crypto or not. But you know, one is the idea if if you can't understand you know the business or you know you don't have to be the expert, but in a broad sense, if you can't pin down what's the business, what do they do to make money, what clients are they serving, well, that's one of his big things. If you can't understand it, don't invest in it. And, you know, being I'm based in the Houston area, I mean, we can go way back and, you know, there's, there were some of the same things surrounding Enron, you know, too, that said, uh, you know, not too many people, but there were definitely some analysts that had that same opinion to say, look, I can't really understand what they're doing or how they're making money. And obviously at the end of the day, you know, that, that was a big disaster and fiasco, you know, as well. So that's one of the big ones. You know, do you at least have a general idea of what the business is, how it makes money, even if you're not the expert? Uh, obviously, Buffett takes it even a step farther to say if if they don't produce a good, you know, they don't provide a service, you know, what if they're not something that basically all practically pays a dividend, you know, does does it generate revenue and income, you know, beyond just wanting the price to go higher. And that's his other rule of thumb. If it's a company that really isn't producing something, isn't making money, giving him a real return, simply based on the 
the actual function of the business, well, then he's not investing in it either. And so for, for many people, that's, that's not necessarily a bad rule either. So, you know, then, you know, he's, he's got a couple other, uh, you know, uh, you could say uh, sage words of wisdom that don't exactly hold true, but you know, one of his most famous rules of investing is says, number one, you know, don't lose money. You know, number two, don't forget rule number one. And so, well, that's uh, <laughs> you know, so like well, the Hippocratic, the Hippocratic oath, right? Number one, <laughs> yeah. do no harm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, obviously, that's not you know 100 percent true. He's had deals that have lost money, and and obviously, all investing involves some risk, so you can't really do it. But I, but I do think it comes back to some of the same conversations I've had with clients over the years, where they get a business opportunity to invest in a private business, or they get something new that might be exciting, maybe potential for high growth don't invest more than you can afford to lose. So one of, one of those other famous quotes, you know, don't risk what you have and what you need chasing after something you don't have and don't need. So uh, yeah. don't, don't put your eggs in one basket. Don't, don't risk your retirement or your life savings going after something that might give you, hey, if it works, it's a 100% rate of return, but you know what? You'll be just fine if you got more reasonable rates of return for the long run versus trying to hit the home run and potentially, like we see with FTX, disastrously striking out, so to speak. Yeah, and FTX is huge. I mean, it, it, it's got all the elements of a contingent that uh, could uh, potentially uh, wipe out Bitcoin, from what I can tell. Um, in addition to that, you've got now the state of New York prohibiting uh, Bitcoin mining. And uh, that's becoming a popular topic in states around the country. And it's not uh, ostensibly not because they don't dislike Bitcoin, but because of the fact all of these states uh, and the people living in them are paying more for energy now than ever. I mean, we, we think about mm -hmm. here in Texas what our costs are uh, for energy um, since the great storm a couple years ago. And so there's a lot of headwinds against crypto. Yeah, and, and I think it's also important to separate, you know, the, the call it the fascination of, of crypto versus the actual technology behind it. Because when we, when we look at the technology behind it, you know, obviously there is business uses, there's companies that are using it, you know, et cetera. And it's that distinction between um, ultimately will it play out to be a useful tool and part of the economy? My, you know, my, my belief is that it will. But does that mean we have to have a thousand different coins, you know, all representing cryptocurrency? Probably not. It'll it'll ultimately come back to just a few, and it'll ultimately be regulated and more stable. So, while we while we don't like to use the wild west term, I mean that's that sort of has been what's been going on the last few years, you know, on the on the crypto side of the fence. Yeah, yeah. Other than Ethereum, to be perfectly honest with you, I have a hard time figuring out where the value is to most of these currencies, even including uh, Bitcoin. You know, uh, in a way, Bitcoin's value is almost like an old school, you know, uh, labor theory of value, right? Well, you have to work to mine it. You know, it costs money and time and that type of thing. You know, that's kind of an old school labor theory of value. But beyond that, mm. uh, you know, I don't get it. Ethereum, on the other hand, brings so much 
more uh, to the game. I don't invest in either, by the way, because I'm a very cautious investor, and there's plenty of other viable things out there that have centuries of uh, proof of work. Um, but uh, I have a hard time seeing the value of these other than Ethereum. Well, in particular, with what we've just seen over the last you know six months and, and eight months and longer, is you know even though yes, I believe there is value. You know, who who's to say that value? You know, take Ethereum is was the value four thousand dollars for each one, or was it you know fifteen hundred? You know, who's while there's value, who's to say what that value was until they really get to a point you know, of you know having some. Um, consistency, some regulation, you know, some, some call it really fully implemented into business use. Um, we've sort of had, you know, frankly, just speculation, which is the other thing Warren Buffett, you know, hates is to say, I'm, I'm going to buy something simply on the theory that I think somebody's going to pay more for it later. Well, that, yeah. that's a recipe for disaster, you know, going back for the last 700 plus years, you know, when we, when we look at run-ups on certain markets where there's no, uh, there's no true value creation, you know, behind it. Yeah. And you raise a very good point. Uh, to be uh, clear, I really probably should be saying potential value of them all. Ethereum seems to have the most potential value, just the blockchain aspects of it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, even it, uh, the jury is out. And yet, you're paying a lot to uh, you're paying a lot to participate in Ethereum while waiting for the jury. So people uh, people need to be aware on that. Uh, Michael, always love having you on the program. Real quickly, final thoughts. Plus, uh, mention your website. Uh, yeah. So you know, once again, as we look, if we if for most of us who are not claiming to be you know crypto experts, we're not day trading crypto, meaning that's we're, that's not what we're spending our hours doing because it it comes back to those basic rules. So you invest in something you sort of understand. You know, don't put too much uh, in it so it uh, ruins the rest of your financial picture. And you know, if it's a small piece of a speculative portfolio because you enjoy it or have an interest. Again, you know, don't risk more than what you can afford to lose. But once again, you know, while we look at you know, kind of overall financial picture, uh, our company is Outlook Wealth Advisors. You can hit us up at outlookwealth.com or your favorite social media as well. Yeah, absolutely. Michael Neuenschwander, always love having you on the program. I always look forward to every time you're on. I, I get kind of heads up a couple of days before, and I'm like, all right, we're going to get some serious talk in, and we always do. Thanks so much, Michael. Always a pleasure, Kevin. Thank you. I'm Kevin Price. Stay tuned for more after this.